Welcome to the Work Camper Show, brought to you by WorkCamper.com. This podcast helps you discover how to finance your RV travel dreams. Each one of our episodes will introduce you to people who are already living the RV lifestyle or to work camping opportunities all around the U.S. You'll also learn how to hit the road the right way and make the most of every opportunity. Now let's turn over today's show to your host, Greg Gerber. Today, I will be speaking with a personnel manager from a multi-state membership resort who is looking for help in 2024 in Michigan, Ohio, and Illinois. Today's episode is sponsored by WorkCamper News. With its diamond and platinum membership tools, WorkCamper News is much more than just a job listing website. When you put the tools of this professional service into action, you'll find out just how easy it can be to turn your work camping dreams into reality. The one-year memberships open the door to a one-stop shop for all things work camping. Being the original resource for work camping, you'll find the largest number of job listings, be able to connect with a community of work campers, and view resources compiled by experts who've been enjoying the RV lifestyle for many years. If you're serious about leading a successful and enjoyable work camping lifestyle, then a Diamond or Platinum membership is for you. You can even get started with a free 30-day trial by visiting www.workcamper.com forward slash trial. Embark on new adventures today with the support of Work Camper News behind you. April Holmes is a personnel development manager for Outdoor Adventures, a company with the 11 membership resorts. Some of the properties are open year-round, but April is looking for a combined 100 work campers to help out at the resorts this summer doing maintenance, housekeeping, security, helping with activities, and renting equipment to members like go-karts and canoes. All the jobs are paid, and work campers receive a free RV site in exchange for 35 to 40 hours of work per week. But when they aren't working, the work campers can enjoy all the park amenities. To tell us more about the company and the role work campers play in making it a family-friendly environment, please welcome April Holmes with Outdoor Adventures to the show. Thanks for joining us today, April. I really appreciate the time. How long have you worked for Outdoor Adventures? This November was my two-year anniversary. Congratulations. Thank you. What do you do for the company? I am the personnel development manager. So just a fancy way of saying that I do all things hiring, training related. Okay. And tell us a little bit about what Outdoor Adventures is all about. So we are membership-based camping, almost exclusively with RV owners. We have nine resorts in Michigan, one in Ohio, and a brand new one in Illinois. So uh, essentially... We're not really open to the public. There are very limited cases where the public has access to our resorts. You do have to have a membership. A lot of those individuals have been with us for a very long time. Their families come and join them. So that's what sets us aside or apart from some of the other RV resorts that exist. There's some extra amenities and some perks to having a membership and using our resorts. What are some of the perks of being a membership resort? So we, you can camp year round essentially, and some of our resorts do close. So they're just seasonal, but our resorts that are open year round, you can go year round based on your membership. You can stay on site for 21 days and then you have a week out and then you can go right back into camping. You can use any of our resorts. So you have access to all nine in Michigan, the one in Ohio, the one in Illinois, Each park's a little bit different. So some of them have canoe and tube rentals. You can go down a river. They have putt courses. Some of them have a go-kart access. We have a big water slide at one of them, access to a golf course. So it just depends on what you're into. We probably have a resort that can match your needs. Excellent. 
How many work campers are you looking to hire in 2024? So this year we have some lofty goals. We are trying to hit about 100. Last year throughout the season, we had about 60. And we would like to increase that this year between all of the resorts. So not just at one resort, but among all 11, we'd like to have about 100 work campers. And what are some of the things that they're going to be doing for you? So anything you can think of that it takes to run a resort. So obviously maintenance and grounds is a big one. We also have housekeeping needs. So there's most of our resorts have rentals. So cabins, they need housekeeping for that. And then also common areas. So the bathhouses, the bathrooms, those need to be cleaned. We have front gate security. So that is where most of our guests will check in. And so the gate is manned 24-7 for everybody's safety. So you can't come in if you don't have a reservation or you're not there with a guest pass. And then those individuals also drive through the parks to make sure that everybody is safe. We have different activities at every resort. So some places have pools, some places have go-karts, I mentioned new rentals. And then in addition to the amenities that are always available, we do theme weeks, we do theme weekends. So there are children's activities, there's adult activities. So we have a large activity staff that run all of those different events. All of our locations have a store, so you can pick up things that you may have forgot, wood, ice, snacks, things to do s'mores. And then a lot of our locations also have a grill. And so there is individuals who are cooking the food, working the front desk, customer service, that kind of thing. Well, you have a gamut of opportunities for people. We do. Yeah. yeah. Basically, any skills that you bring to us is is used. We, we can use people from all backgrounds, all different walks of life. I like the variety. Does that mean that a work camper can come and work for you and be involved in each of those jobs or do you specifically hire for a job? So it's both. We like to cross train because there's always an opportunity for something to be needed this week that maybe wasn't needed last week. So if we're doing a theme week and activities, maybe this week we need individuals to help out there a little bit more than we would on a non-theme week. So we like to cross train. When people come in, they may spend some time doing maybe the job they were hired for is maintenance and grounds. But then they might spend a little bit of time in the guard shack learning what that looks like to check a guest in. Uh, so we really try to make sure that people have a base knowledge of all the different areas that are serviced in the resorts. But you would mostly get trained and focus on your particular job. You said that some of your campgrounds are open year round. Does that mean that yeah. people are work campers are working now? We were able to keep a couple work campers on this past season. Last year was our first year doing work camping as a program. We've had some one-off work campers in the past, but we put this into effect as an actual program last year for the first time. We found it to be very successful. That's why we're doing it again. We did have a couple people that stayed on through the winter, but we have found that a lot of our work campers like to head to a warmer climate in the off season. Our season runs from about May to October, and that's when we found a lot of our work campers like to head south and keep up with the warm weather. Our farty workers here that really love the winter, they we had a couple of them stay on. <laughs> Very good. I don't think people really realize how cold Michigan can get this time of year. It, it really can. We're having a mild winter this year, but it can get incredibly cold. Lots of snow. How many hours a week are the work campers putting in? So for us, we figured out we need work campers to do about 35 to 40 hours a week. And that covers the site entirely. So there's no charge for our site, no electric charge, no water charge, nothing like that. 
the site is completely free as long as we're doing 35 to 40-ish hours. And then we do pay for all those hours worked. We pay minimum wage. So they get the site free and they're also getting paid for all hours. Okay, that makes sense. So when you're talking 35 to 40 hours, is that per person or per site? So if you have a couple in there? Yes, we figured it out per person because we do have some single work campers. We are open to all situations, basically. So we're not just looking for partners or two people. We are open to individuals as well. We have it laid out as 35 to 40 hours per person. Obviously, we're willing to have conversations when there is a couple involved. We would still like that to be 35 to 40 hours just because that's what we've budgeted as far as people. Um, but we're absolutely open to having conversations if somebody would like to discuss a different arrangement. What about families? Can a family show up, especially yeah, a family um, with teenagers? Yeah, we have our parks are family friendly. That is who we cater to. There are retirees, of course, but we have a lot of families who come out and utilize our park. So families are more than welcome. Uh, my own two teenagers have worked in the summer at some of our resorts. So we are not opposed to having teenagers help out if that is what they're looking for. But if they're not, that's totally fine, too. Is there a minimum age for teenagers in Michigan or in the States? Yeah. So you have to have a work permit if you are 15. And then that's just a process that you go through with your school to get the school to sign off. And then we have some paperwork to fill out on our end. And there are obviously some requirements about the amount of hours that they can work, especially if, it, if they're with us during school hours or during the school year after school hours. So there are some requirements in there, but they do have to be over 15. Fortunately, most of the kids who are traveling with their parents in RVs, the parents are the principal, so the parents can sign off right. on that, right? <laughs> that, yes, I would say that is probably an accurate statement. So minimum wage for every hour worked plus a mm -hmm. free RV site that is full hookups. Yes. So we have mostly full hookups. Yes. Every site does have water and electric. And then for the sites that do not have sewer, we have a honey wagon. And so the individual staying on the site without sewer would just put their name down on a list for our honey wagon and they can have that pumped out as often as need. Uh, even if that's every day, if they feel like they want it done every day, we don't have any problem with that. The honey wagon runs every day. So they would not have to pull up their rig and go pump out or anything like that. Being membership based, we have to be very cautious of the sites that we are utilizing for work campers just because we don't want to take every full hookup site away from our members. So we tried to be very selective with where we put our work campers around the park. We tried to use as many full hookup sites as possible but there are going to be some sites that do not have a sewer. Being a membership site, are the work campers able to use the amenities of the park? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Our amenities at every park is available to the work campers. So when I was talking earlier about the canoe rentals, the go-karts, the water slides, work campers can use all of those. That's fun. What kind of traits and qualifications are you looking for in a work camper? So really the only thing that we're looking for is individuals who either have sort of a customer service skill set or just by nature are a little bit more outgoing. Our members have come to expect that white glove service and they like our staff to be knowledgeable about our parks, about our amenities, about the things that are going on. Because of that expectation, we just like to make sure that even the individuals who don't often have interactions with the campers, so maybe they work in an area that doesn't often see other people. So maybe they're on a lawnmower a lot of the time or they're fixing things in cabins that are unoccupied. We like those individuals to still feel 
like they are comfortable talking to our members. So that's a skill set that we're always looking for. Well, that's Everything a- else we could teach how to do our housekeeping, how to run our maintenance equipment in the front gate. We can teach all of those skills, but being personable and a little bit outgoing, that's a skill set that's a little bit harder to teach. So we always look for that. What about experience? Are the work campers required to have some experience working in campgrounds and RV resorts? So we don't require any kind of experience. I have yet to find a work camper that doesn't have a vast knowledge of experience. If they're doing work camping, they're usually coming to us with a full skill set. Either they were working in another industry that sort of crosses over or they've been doing work camping and they know all the ins and outs of how to maintain and run a campground. But we don't require them to have any sort of prior knowledge or prior experience being a work camper in particular. That's nice. So you provide all the training that they're going to need, like provided as you go along, or are you expecting the work campers to show up a week or two in advance before the start of the season? So there's not an expectation that they show up in advance. We do allow them to show up. Like I said, the season for us is from May to October. So every work camper site is going to be available to them starting May 1st. They may not start working until maybe even mid-May. Um, but they can get in and get situated on their site as early as May 1st. But they will start training as soon as they start working. So the first two weeks approximately of their work, they will be working hand in hand with somebody who's already been doing that job. They'll be getting a training checklist so that they can make sure that they feel comfortable and that they've been trained on all areas of their job before they're signing off saying, yep, I feel comfortable with this. And that's when they would be allowed to work solo in that position. So when they're ready to be thrown into the deep end, they get thrown yeah. into the deep end is what it's Yeah, we, we definitely don't want individuals just to be thrown in without a life preserver or any knowledge how to swim. And so we spend that first week and a half, maybe even two weeks, depending on what the, the skill set need is, making sure that we provide them with the training and skills. Do the work campers pick a resort to work at or do they apply to outdoor adventures and you assign them to a resort? Both. So one of the... One of the things that a work camper can do to speed the process along is when they reach out to me, if they have a little bit of knowledge about where they might like to be, maybe a couple different options of resorts that they're interested in for us, and then the different positions they would like to have, that will make that first conversation go a little bit quicker. And that's how we do the interview process is they just have a conversation with me. We talk about what work camping looks like with us, uh, their interests and their needs. And then I take that information back. I try and match it up with the resort that has the same needs. And then I get them assigned to a site. We sign a contract that just lays out all of those details about when they're going to work, where they're going to work. And then that way the site is available to them starting May 1st. Oh, that's easy. So it sounds like a relatively simple process to get in and apply for the job and to go through the interview process and then just show up. Okay. Exactly. We try to make sure that there are not a bunch of hurdles. It is not. People are coming to us from all over the country. And so we had to be really conscious of how we wanted to set up these interviews and how we wanted to structure the process before they got to us. Obviously, we can't require someone to come in for an on-site interview when they're currently in tech or in Michigan. Yeah. So we wanted to make sure that we removed any barriers so that individuals could apply from all over the country and that we weren't creating an unnecessarily complicated process. Are you recruiting right now? I am. So we recently had an ad um, placed on the Work Camper website, 
and I'm sifting through those individuals right now. I'm also working with the individuals that are interested in coming back from last year. So I'm working on getting those sites assigned currently. Once I have that all locked in, I'll do a second round. I'll put another ad on the website. Uh, I'll have it up on our website as well. And then we'll just keep doing that process until we're completely full or the season starts. For people who might listen to this a little later in the year, when do you typically do your recruiting? You- so we put up our first ad in December. And I think that we will probably go with that uh, model moving forward. Last year was our first year. We weren't really sure when the best time was to start. And I think we started in about January, moving into February, which I felt might have been a little bit later. A lot of people seem to want to lock in their next location when they arrive at their current location. And so we're following that sort of spring and summer through fall model. Once people get settled in late fall, they'd like to start looking for their next placement. And so we would like to stick to our first round of recruiting happening in that November, December timeframe. Very good. What could a work camper do to really stand out if they want to work for Outdoor Adventures specifically? Emailing me and letting me know that you're interested and where you're interested, providing me with some of those details about your experience and your time frame, where you'd like to be set up. Providing that information in that initial email, that initial contact will help that process go so much more quickly. So that's really the piece that kind of gets people in the door faster. Okay, very good. What I, I know you have resorts scattered all over Michigan. Does that include Upper mm-hmm. Michigan or are they all in Lower Michigan? So they are all in Lower Michigan. Okay. The furthest north that we currently go is Gaylord. And so that is heading up towards Mackinac Bridge. And it's, I want to say it's maybe about an hour south. All right. Your resorts in Ohio and Illinois, where are they located? Ohio is in Wapkineta. So near Lima. And then in Illinois, it is in Rockford. Very good. What can people do in their free time in the, near the resorts that you're at? In Michigan, it's all over the place, right? So there are- It is. Yeah. So we have this great mashup of city and country at all of our resorts. So some of them are a little bit more remote than others, but most of them give you quick access to lakes, rivers, trailways. There are cities nearby that you can go to for shopping or nights out for dinner. So really, it's anything that you could be interested in. If you like fine dining, there's probably fine dining in the city near you. If you like the outdoors and trails and hiking, that's probably within a 15 to 20 minute drive as well. And the big cities, like even Rockford's only a couple of hours away from Chicago if people wanted to go in there. And yeah, yep. And we have resorts that are probably only an hour and a half away from Detroit. We have a resort right outside of Grand Rapids. So there, there really is a lot of great opportunities, no matter what it is you like to do in your free time. And because it's Michigan, people can cut into Canada on occasion too, if they'd like. Yep. We have bridges in Port Huron and in Detroit. Very good. What's one thing you wish all work campers knew about outdoor adventures before they came to work for you? I kind of touched on that a little earlier about our our white glove service. Uh, It is, it's camping. And so you don't always think about those two approaches going hand in hand, camping and, and sort of that white glove resort approach. But that's what we offer at Outdoor Adventures and Venture Out Resorts. 
We have members. They've been with us for a very long time. They love our resorts. This is a family to them. And so we like to make sure that our employees are continuing that message and that feeling no matter what the interaction is with our members. Um, So that is incredibly important to us that every member is treated like family. Every employee is treated like family. And we all carry that message throughout every job that we do. So there will be that higher expectation of better service, top line kind of service that you would expect to find any resort. Yes. Yep, exactly. Where where can people get more information? So right now I don't have an ad placed because like I said, I'm trying to secure some sites for the ad that we just had. But every anytime someone wants to reach out, they can absolutely email me and I will respond to them within a day or so. We can jump on a quick call, talk about the position uh, a little bit more in detail, talk about their need. So emailing me is probably the best and quickest way to get information. And what is your email address? It is just my first name. So April at outdooradventures.com. And so there is an S at the end of Outdoor Adventures before the ink and then dot com. Very good. Thank you so much, April. I appreciate the time today and wish you the best of luck in 2024. Yeah, thank you for having us on. I enjoyed speaking with April Holmes, the Personal Development Manager for Outdoor Adventures. This will be the second year the company has hired work campers at the resorts. The firm is looking for couples, solos, and families to work this summer. The season for Outdoor Adventures Resorts runs from May through October. Work campers can arrive as early as May 1 to get situated before they start working around mid-May. Experience is not necessary because the company provides training for all jobs. For the first two weeks, work campers are working hand-in-hand with someone who has experience in the position to complete a training checklist. When the work camper feels comfortable doing the job, then he or she can work solo. Work campers can either pick a resort which they'd like to work or submit an application to work wherever the company needs the most help. After submitting an application, work campers are invited to have a phone interview with April to go over their interests, skills, and needs. There's one thing April wished all work campers realized before coming to work at Outdoor Adventures. It is that the resort provides white glove service to its members. So she wants to hire people with a strong aptitude for providing exceptional customer service. For more information about the resorts, visit www.outdooradventuresinc.com. To apply, send an email to april at outdooradventuresinc.com. Today's episode is brought to you by the featured employers at workcamper.com. These Work Camper employers have taken the extra step to share some photos and detailed information about their Work Camper programs. Opportunities exist for solos, couples, and families, whether they are full-time, part-time, seasonal, and even long-term jobs. Some are income opportunities and others involve volunteering at locations throughout the United States. Go to workcamper.com forward slash FE to meet the featured employers today. Employers who are seeking to hire work campers can learn about the benefits of year-round recruiting by becoming a featured employer. More information about featured employers is available at workcamper.com forward slash FE details. That's all I have for today's show. If you've had an enjoyable work camping experience, I'd welcome the opportunity to interview you for an upcoming episode. To get the ball rolling, please send me an email at podcast at workcampershow.com. Thanks for listening.